I'm Ben Raymond, a.k.a. the Orange County Hammer from Relentless Pro Wrestling, and I'm drinking at Moe's. And I'm Tom Dupre, a.k.a. Billy Bonds. I'm the owner, promoter, and booker at Relentless Pro Wrestling, and I am drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, taking time out before we get this show started, that uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drink the Mose be a brand ambassador for their clothing line. They got good stuff. They got t-shirts. They got hoodies. They got beans. They got lots of great stuff, encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, and hey, it's something I try to live every day. Now, be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order, Use the code Drinking at Mo's, get 10% off, and the link and the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking Mo's. Big Mo here. As always, you know the drill YouTube, like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good stuff. Helps with that pain in the ass algorithm they got over there. We're most places you can find your audio podcast to today. I'm excited to have with me two of the guys behind Relentless Pro Wrestling out of California hyping up a big show they got coming up for you know Veterans Day. Hyping, I, I love a good Veterans Day show. Being a Navy veteran myself, how y'all doing? Good, good. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. I've had some good stuff coming up. I've got, you know, a, a show that I'm a little closer to me than you guys that I'm pretty hyped up for. And, you know, I can't complain. I'm inching closer to 200 interview episodes. So I'm wow. really going hard here. Right the, on. Number, the level of talent that you've had interviewed on your show is absolutely incredible. It is. Uh, you, you've had from the local level to some of the national level. It's it's really impressive. Oh yeah, I've been pretty damn lucky. I've got items that have been sent to me from a few. Two, like I'm kind of a, I'm a fan of the deathmatch scene, and I've been lucky enough to have some pretty big names from that on the show, including. Two of my personal favorites that are still going right now, and one of them, I have an item sent to from behind me here from John Wayne Murdoch himself, and I'm rather proud of these because I don't own too many ring-worn items, but signed ring-worn kick pads from Alex Colon. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been yeah, pretty. Yeah. I've been pretty lucky. I've been pretty you lucky. Have to, pretty you blessed have to stay with Ben on the deathmatch scene. That's not uh, not my groove. <laughs> yeah, hey, everybody's got their own taste. Uh, no, it's been kind of described like the genres of wrestling being similar to flavors of ice cream. Yep. Some people <laughs> love one or over another, and then you got people like me that put wrestling on in front of me put ice cream in front of me. <laughs> I'm enjoying every bit of it. You're eating both. It doesn't have raisins. I mean, Psychopath has raisins in their ice cream. Oh, God. yeah. No. That, 
don't get me started on raisins. That's like with dang chocolate chip cookies. When you think you're going to have one, and then you bite in, and it's a goddamn raisin. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I talk a little about a little bit of everything here. Yep. But you guys got a pretty big show coming up as of recording this a week from tomorrow. But Veterans Day, a day I love because, I mean, like I said, Navy veteran here. And you guys. Me too. You guys sent me a little clip of some of the press conference. And I'm like, okay, you guys are, you guys got my dang attention. Because (laughs) a, a lot of that press conference, it's like the tension was evident. It was building and like, I'm like, holy crap. I, I want to know how this damn thing goes. Yeah, the uh, the actually the angle, the the feud, the arc, whatever you want to call it, uh, surrounding the main event for this one, which by the way is in almost entirely Ben's baby, is huge. It it is the biggest, hottest, you know, hottest running, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, feud, and an angle that in the short one year history of our little uh little promotion here and uh and like i said it is it's uh it's ben's baby he's been managing it and he's also in the thick of it on on camera and at ringside and so he can actually tell you more about it but it's 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 wild and it's his <laughs> well i mean and not on purpose there i mean it's it's <laughs> One of those things that this happened and it grew. Um, it, it to give the backstory, uh, Savannah Stone, who's an absolute fantastic women's wrestler, who's been on most of our, our of our cards because of how yep. good she is. Uh, the first show she came in, she wrestled Jada Vanity, and uh, uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, her first, her first show was, was against, against Johnny, Johnny Robbie. I'm sorry. Yes, against Johnny Robbie. Yep. Yes. Um, and it, uh, after that show, uh, she had some choice words for me in the promotion, which you know kind of surprised me. And then when the next show she was on, she wrestled Jada Vanity, and she was seconded at the time by uh, James Brady. And Jada had her her twin, um, uh, and oh. I was Jordan on, with in her corner, and. Savannah at, at the at the end of that match, even though James interfered in most of the match, told me that it was unfair. It was two on one, and she actually she pushed me in the chest. Um, mm. And at also at the start of that match, uh, Bulk Beef Jerky is one of our sponsors. Savannah took a packet of their beef jerky off their table, opened it. And in a, a look of disgust, turned around and she hurled it at Jace, who's the owner of Bulk Beef Jerky, almost hitting him. So she insulted one of our sponsors. Oh, yeah, that, that ain't good. The next show, um, she's wrestling. And I, during you know, shows, I wear a towel around my neck because it's very, very hot. She took that towel and she, you know, kind of almost playfully uh, tried to saw my head off with it. Then took it and threw it into the audience. Um, 
And the next show, it was a case of she wasn't she wasn't wrestling, but James Brady was wrestling on the card, and she was seconding James. They, uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm I'm getting a little distracted. In between that show and the show where James is wrestling a singles match, I went to Jason and I said, "Look, we've got a problem here, and I think we can work together and solve this if you're willing to bankroll it." And so Jace put up the money, and I went looking for someone to get revenge for us on James Brady since he was going to be wrestling on the card. And I found Mr. AJ Mono, who is a, uh, a Marine veteran as well. Uh, and they had a match and it ended in dubious circumstances. And so that leads to the tag team where Rickster came in and, and helped AJ out because he was being double teamed. And now we have a tag team match between AJ Mono and Rickster versus uh, James Brady and Thad Maximus, also known as Dem Bullies, because they grew up apparently. So, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with the uh, old Rickster there. He's a former guest of the show. That was a fun one. Got to uh, talk about a little bit of all sorts of stuff there. So I'm, I'm, a, I was excited to see him on the card. Yeah, well, he, yeah, that's actually his. God, I think he's been on all but one yeah. of our of our shows. And the only reason he wasn't on the one is we have uh, weight classes at RPW mm. and we treat them like a shoot. I basically when the when 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 I book somebody for a match in a weight class, I tell them I say, Don't give me your build weight. If I put you on a scale right now, what would it say? Um, and, uh, Rickster is a uh, light heavyweight with us in that regard. And the fourth show, the one, he, the only one he wasn't at was our heavyweight title tournament. And in that specific case, Rickster is minimum 40 pounds lighter, lighter Mm -hmm. than the heavyweight cutoff. Uh, so, uh, so he, what he couldn't obviously be a part of that, but he has been a part of, uh, every other show and like with a bullet. That that's mm-hmm. awesome. I was going to say when I was looking at the, uh, the poster that you guys sent, like, I got that vibe when I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, that looks like they actually have, you know, the actual weight limits like how some places kind of used to be but they kind of went away from it in a lot of places right and 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 they a lot of places even that have had them have always kind of fudged them there's like a real gray area or yeah. uh, or or even if, if a place had weight classes they would still have uh uh, you know, a hundred and eighty pound guy challenging their two hundred and forty five pound heavyweight champion, and nobody would say anything about it. Um, yeah. For us, um, not only do we have the classes, we insist on the classes. It's shoot weights, and we don't have you know what what they call uh, catch weight matches. Unless the, the, the plan will be down the road and we're talking 
less than once a year, but, but, but there will be some where, you know, the, the, the angle or the, the gimmick, yeah. whatever will let, hopefully we'll get where the fans demand it. Mm. And I, I've even got a, 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 a catchy show name, uh, for a for a show down the road where such a thing happens, I would call that particular show the nuclear option. Ooh, I like it. I so, like it. The majority of our show names have all had some reference to the military or to war or so forth. You know, or, or to something pertinent to that show or to somebody that figures on that show. Um, yeah, no, I, I take uh, I take pride in the name of our shows. We have not had a oh, you know what, this sounds good. I guess this will work for this show. We we haven't had one yet like that. I I, I take pride uh, in the names of our shows and what they mean. I was I was gonna say I've been keeping up with you guys since you, we've added each other there on the Facebook and you know seeing a lot of the event posters i'm like okay they 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 can really get these uh catchy names because some people some promotions they kind of struggle with it a little bit but you guys yeah you guys come up with some pretty good stuff for those the names of your shows and well i would uh, definitely take pride in that a sidebar that isn't really a sidebar i i am an aspiring writer an aspiring novelist on a on a laptop here at home, I've got like five or six partial to first draft completed uh, attempts at novels. Ooh. And while I've, I've, I put, I had put down the pen for a little while anyway, um, just kind of giving it a rest, but then wrestling came along and pretty much put the pen down for a while or at least the author pen because this is my creative outlet the the booker uh and and promoter in me is the writer in me so, so again that that's why the some of the angles are the way they are that's where the show names come from it all comes from the the creativity that pretty much makes me me <laughs> I can see how both worlds could mesh together pretty well there. Yep. All right. Now we got the, we talked about the main event. Now we got the semi main here. How about we go into that one? Okay. Well, that one, I, I, as I said, uh, the, the main event is, uh, is like, Ben's baby and the story that goes with it the and I don't want to there's some I want to share and some that I have to be careful not to give away if I start running off at the mouth but the, <laughs> I, but, I the got people, but the people involved in the semi main event for this one are for me the biggest growing and longest running story arc that will have the most impact on rpw overall uh right there um we have uh it's uh inferno inferno abdul Qadir, managed by uh triple m and uh 
they and and uh, Inferno has been climbing our card. He started out managed by Azrael, and then that just didn't work out for reasons we don't need to go into. Yeah, but uh, Triple M kind of picked up the the baton because at our tournament show, um, Inferno was not in the tournament. And at some point, um, well, pretty conveniently, uh, in the uh, entrances or, or intros to Biggie's first round tournament match with Duke Lawrence, Inferno, who happened to be there in the crowd, stood up and, and started to make you know his displeasure with not being there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, here comes Bear, our, our our chief enforcer, and Bear is basically the largest man in the building, and it doesn't almost doesn't matter who's in the building. You know, he's he's bigger than even like the biggest wrestlers. He's just so Bear's trucking down toward Inferno, and we're about to have World War Three at ringside. Never mind the two guys that are in the ring. And uh, Triple M, who also happened to be in the crowd, popped up between them, risking his own life. Um, but it turns out for uh, for all the wrong reasons. But he basically got between Bear and Inferno, stopped them from, you know, got Inferno to back down and walk it off and ultimately became his manager because of that. He's managed him uh for the first time at our last show against uh, JF 3000. And, uh, and they won that one. Uh, as I, as I said, at our press conference, they won that one through dubious means like they, uh, like they tend to do, but they did win that one. And now we have uh Rilla Wolf, uh, Rilla Wolf's got history too. Um, once upon a time, he was on the wrong side of things, and Triple M managed him in a match with Biggie before Biggie was champion. And then with the story we've got going there, um, is we we've kind of turned uh, we we we've hurt Rilla Wolf and kind of turned him good in the process because Triple M discarded him. After uh, after he couldn't get it done, quote unquote, against Biggie, and so now Triple M's new monster is taking on the guy that Triple M, you know, tossed aside like mm. yesterday's news uh, after that previous match. So there's a lot of history here, uh, and a, a very long running story involving both of the guys in the ring. And our champion, uh, who will, who, well, he won't be uh, competing that night. He will be there. He will be, he'll be, you know, he'll have a merch table and he'll be meet and greeting with the fans and all that. So, you know, and And Biggie's a a family man. Uh, He always has his wife and his young son with him. And as a matter of fact, on our our heavyweight tournament show, uh, A King's Ransom, Biggie was escorted to the ring by his five-year-old son, and they surprised everybody by having matching ring gear. Ooh. Yeah. So, I mean, Biggie yeah. does everything for his son and for his family. Yeah, to, very, to that, very to that end, 
real quick uh, tearjerker sidebar there. Um, at a recent show, Biggie told me that uh, Little Ray, his son, uh, would take the belt, our championship belt, and hold it up and run around the house with it. And he would go to his mom like she had no idea and be like, oh, my dad won this and blah. She would do this so often and so emphatically that his mother, Sarah, actually made him a belt of his own. So, I mean, it's it's just really, really cool. Uh, you know, Biggie loves, loves little Ray. They've got a great little family there, you know, and yeah, he's a family man and his legacy is kind of what we're about here. That's and awesome. if I can sidebar real quick onto that with the title, our title is called the SoCal Regional Heavyweight Championship. So the title is not, it's not our belt as far as having our name on there. The, the title is meant to be and has been defended all over SoCal. Uh, Biggie's had a defense down in San Diego. He's had a, a defense in Compton. He's had a defense in Baldwin Park and a defense, a couple of defenses now from Wright Billy up in uh in hesperia well yeah uh, he did, he wasn't in compton oh he had his defensive it's, it's, it's san diego he won it in orange he defended it in san diego uh he defended it again in orange he defended it in baldwin park and then hesperia yeah. but yes it is a true southern california championship i i say i say this and I've actually gotten a little bit of flack, a little bit of heat for it. But the holder of that belt is the heavyweight wrestling champion of Southern California, period. Hey, when you're the the champion traveling, defending the belt, and not just centered in one spot, hey, kind of hard to argue that. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, so the... The, the story before we got on the belt and on, on Biggie and that great family legacy, the, yeah. the story of the, of our semi main event with Inferno and Rilla Wolf, not only rivals that of the story of our main event, but it is actually a very long ongoing story that will determine a lot of the future of RPW. So I, I can imagine, I know you mentioned with uh, your champ being there, I imagine he'll be, you know, keeping a close eye on right. how that match there turns out. And I imagine whoever comes out on top there, more than likely in line for a shot at his belt. So kind of would make sense that he would keep an eye on that one. Right. Yeah. All right. Now we kind of talked a little bit about Savannah Stone and the the women's match you guys got going on for uh, your show. How about we go in a little bit more on that one? Well, I, I actually want Ben to take that one, but I want to throw in really quick. Okay. Um, because uh, Ben did something 
pretty cool and, and, and it got a lot of attention and it got a gnarly reaction from Savannah when uh, coming out of the James Brady, AJ Mana match at the September show, um, when we put together, you know, because Rickster came out and, and intervened uh, after James and Savannah teamed up, cheated to beat uh, AJ. They then decided it would be a good time to put the boots to him. Rickster came out and saved the day, and that's why Rickster is Mana's tag partner for November 11th. But uh, James has said, he alluded to or said that he wanted to have he and Savannah as tag partners and that was never going to happen. And that's my thing. And we'll, we can talk about that later or another time, but uh, Ben's timely intervention to divert from that saying that she would not even be allowed at ringside for their match. And that she has a match of her own her response to that was nuclear. Oh boy. This goes back to Savannah taking upon herself to uh, take issue with the way we run our company. I, on show days, I'm the live event manager. Uh, I, I make sure that the doors open on time. I make sure all the seating seating assignments are taken care of. I make sure nobody better. I hear you, Billy. I said, and there's nobody better at it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so on, yeah. So on show day, I'm I become pretty much the face of the company, and so Savannah has, as I said, she's pushed me in the chest. She's taken my towel, and actually on the on the last show where James was facing AJ, she slapped me in the face. Slapped uh, your glasses off of your face. I was hoping yeah. you get to that. <laughs> yeah. So it it uh it very much has become a, a a case of not only did me and Jace from Bulk Beef Jerky want to find some retribution there, but I've kind of been on a personal personal mission. Uh, Savannah is called Unbreakable. Well, I I'm gonna break her. You know, I, if I have to keep throwing and finding talent. Uh, I'll break her, plain and simple. And so well, that's a okay. for for intro for PJ because if anybody's a candidate for that, yeah, yeah, uh, Madam PJ Laurier is is right there. Um, she she is uh, handpicked by me. She's a graduate of Knox Pro University. Um, uh, she is she is kind of kind of a wild child, kind of a. a, a Voodoo warrior. Um, yeah, she is. Uh, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with, plain and simple. I was. I was going to say. I kind of when watching the press conference, the little clip that I was given, I I kind of got that vibe from watching her. Definitely. Yeah. So this would be a very hard hitting matchup, you know. Uh, the the famous quote is "big meeting men slapping meat." Well, this is going to be, you know, women that aren't going to be cat fighting. These are going to be women that you're going to need a medic for when the match is done. Yeah, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Now, 
one match on here that uh, I was kind of excited to see because I got a future recording scheduled with this guy, Jake Jake Painter. Hopefully, I'm yeah. getting that name pronounced right. He's got a match, and I was excited because recently a very good friend of mine, like family SoCal Crazy, was actually in the New Japan Dojo Showcase yes. in a tag match against him. Yes. So when I reached out to him to schedule this recording, I'm like, hey, I saw the event thing. You went up against a good friend of mine there. And we got in a little conversation ben, about ben that. Ben and I were at that show. Nice. Yeah. And that's that's part of the reason why Jake got booked on this. Yep, absolutely. You know, he, I've seen Jake on a, on a couple of different shows around around uh, SoCal here, and I've been incredibly impressed. So when I knew he was going to be on that dojo show, I said, I said, Billy, let's go down there and let's watch this and see what you think about bringing him in. Um, and this is actually going to be a first round matchup for our light heavyweight championship tournament gotcha yeah i was noticing that you guys are yeah we're we're doing the light heavyweight tournament like we did the uh the heavyweight tournament in one night in one show we're actually doing the light heavyweight tournament over time we're gonna have one tournament match uh per show and it's actually it's right now slated to culminate in january of 2025 uh, yeah, you know, so we've, yeah. we've had one, uh, we've had one first round match already, or, uh, Rickster, uh, went over legend Daryl, uh, this one, Jake Painter and, uh, his opponent, Brandon G will be the second first round match. We'll have two more first round matches at the next two shows. Then we will get into the two second round matches and then, uh, you know, ultimately to the tournament finale, like I said, with our schedule right now, always subject to change, slated to culminate in January. But, uh, but yeah, I'll let Ben get back to talking about uh, Painter. Painter, I, I've, I've got my eye on him. He's, uh, he's, he's got my attention. Uh, and I can talk about uh, Brandon G afterwards. But, uh, but, yeah, very important uh, first-round light heavyweight championship tournament match. Definitely. Yeah, and, and so, you know, this right here, it should be a, a very good matchup in styles as well. You know, Jack, Jake Painter, is a, he's known as the back-breaking artist, um, which was on display during that New Japan show there. Um, yep. And I think SoCal Crazy actually felt a couple of a <laughs> uh, couple vertebrae there so um this is this is what i'm looking i personally am looking forward to um and it's going to be a fun match for the crowd yeah i i'm looking forward to seeing how that one goes you know like i mentioned socal crazy being a good friend of mine it me like he like caught my attention when i saw him you know with the, I believe it was a like a class photo sort of thing for the the dojo group that went through, and I'm like, holy crap, he there we go. And then I see the 
the dojo show and I'm like, this is awesome. And then I, I'd seen Jake's uh, Facebook come up on my, you know, people you might know list. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Got, got added in there. And then I'm like, okay, I have to get him on too. I've, I've talked, I talked regularly with SoCal and I'm like, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting him on there. <laughs> SoCal Crazy is such a great dude as well. You know, I've known him multiple years. Uh, you know, I've, I've pretty much my entire wrestling <laughs> life has been here in Southern California. Um, and I've been going to shows for the better part of 27 years. So it's, it's very much a case of, uh, watching SoCal crazy and then seeing him come back and have a new fire. Oh and, yeah. And, you know, he's always been good, but the classes at new Japan for wrestling have taken him up to another gear. Well, and, 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 a very, and, a, and a very personal triumphant return for him. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I was, yeah. I, I know, I believe I was one of the first that uh, like, when he came to me and told me that he had got the the clear, not only in the ring, but was probably one of the first out of out of state. I don't know, maybe even one of the first that he actually told that he got the uh, cancer free diagnosis. There, right, right I was on. I was one of the first that like he he gave the the okay to actually post about it because oh, I don't know okay. I don't cool. know if he, cool. he had really told too many people up to that point, right? So that that was cool, and you know I'm I'm excited because also Brandon G. I've been seeing him popping up on that on my Facebook. You you might know this person, so I might need to hop back on there and. Brandon, Brandon is out of uh, Vegas, yeah. okay. and, and as such, uh, he has appeared the most in the, that I'm familiar with, outside of right there in Vegas. Uh, he works a lot in the high desert. I first saw him back when uh, Destination 6 was running out of Barstow, and then the last two or three times I've seen him, was uh, at Valor Pro that, that runs out of Hesperia right now. In fact, their last show, and Brandon was on it, was uh, last Saturday uh, okay. up, there, uh, <clears throat> up there out of the VFW in Hesperia. Um, Brandon is a, he's a light heavyweight for us, uh, but he is a light heavyweight who could be and moves like what we classify as a welterweight. He's very, he's very quick, very agile, very athletic. And he's also not above pulling out some, you know, maybe unsavory stops to, and, and capitalizing to get a victory. So painter, well, both of these guys have their work cut out for him. This is, I think this could be a sleeper, you know, match of the night, or at least a candidate for that. You know what? That actually, you know what? Now that we've been getting talking about some of this card, that 
right there, it was starting to pop into my head, you know, kind of the, the sleeper match, the one that might steal the show. And knowing the little bits that I do about both of those, man, I'm like, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, it's it's certainly it's certainly on the table. <laughs> Definitely. Now, next match I have on my list here, I am actually somewhat familiar with at least one of the guys because when I got my start watching independent wrestling, I was actually stationed with the Navy in San Diego and some of it was a little later on during my time watching but I remember this guy popping up fairly early in his career, Mikey O'Shea. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I am glad because I've had some people ask me about having him on. And I'm like, yeah, eventually I wouldn't mind that because I can oh, Mikey's definitely, great dude. definitely yeah. have that little story telling him. I remember you popping up in some of the, the shows for the first promotions I ever went to. Yeah, I mean, Mikey, Mikey wrestled uh, down San Diego. Uh, he wrestled with um, uh, SoCal Pro down there in San Diego. He's wrestled with FCW down there in San Diego. Um, Mikey travels up and down the California coast, and he's been a, an Orange County veteran for years, but he's also traveled, you know, He's made four forays into the Mid-South. He's gone up to the Pacific Northwest. He wrestles in Vegas. The man travels, and the man's well-known. That he Above does. beyond just TikTok. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been one My, of the people that asked me about having him on was actually I had been following him on TikTok and seeing some of those. My uh, my in my wrestling well my indie wrestling fandom doesn't go back nearly as far as either one of you guys, but uh, in fact I actually just discovered that there was a such thing as independent wrestling in mid to late 2015, and I didn't even see my first indie show until February of 2016. So, so in indie wise, that's only as far as I go back. But at that time, Mikey O'Shea, at least down around here in Orange County, was the 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 top of the pops. He was uh, he he had held either was holding or had held or was in a feud trading off. Uh, the heavyweight title or whatever the top title is for just about every immediately local worthwhile promotion there was he was he was he was the guy right here in this area like greater orange county south la county um yeah down as far as san diego san diego if you go back far enough but 2016 2017 he was the guy and this predated the whole like the tiktok and all that tiktok yeah. went around uh but uh but so he was the guy um and even now <clears throat> excuse me even now Don't he actually, up, Billy. it's okay yeah, right <laughs> even now he holds four titles 
uh, one, his, his newest one, he's actually, it's going to be on the line and at our show, we'll talk about that in a minute, but he holds four different titles right now and he's gunning for a fifth at three PWA uh, here in Cypress and Orange County tomorrow night. So ever the belt collector, ever the veteran, ever the Irish juggernaut. Oh yeah. Um, and the belt that his newest belt is uh, from the promotion Compton Mania. He is the mm. Compton Mania Boulevard heavyweight champion. That I don't believe that is their top title, but it is one of their you know their their notable secondary singles titles, and he won that recently. And the powers that be from Compton Mania reached out to me uh, just like a week ago, and they were like, you know, hey, you know, you've got Mikey on your show, and he's got this this title, you know, can can he run it? And I'm just like, well, if you say he can, then sure. Why the hell not? You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We believe strongly in, in cooperation between promotions. You know, right. uh, we're not going to be like, no, it's all about our people. No, it's, it's this is Southern California. Uh, <laughs> you know, we should be all working together to make Absolutely. everything better instead of just tearing anyone down. Yeah. That, that's awesome when you can have promotions you know whether you know some of the major ones or on the independent circuit that can have that that working relationship because i've definitely been around some promotions in different parts of the country that aren't really that way so when you can there's a lot of a lot of circle the wagons a lot of you know uh you know us versus everybody it's it's I mean, it's everywhere, but it's really rampant in independent pro wrestling. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm excited to see his match coming up. Um, I know when I when I got started, it was back. What I'm trying to think, it was late 2009 into 2010, and I've tried to. It was subtype between then and when I left in 2012 when I would start seeing Mikey O'Shea popping up here and there and you know I mean we could talk on and on about Mikey O'Shea but I think we kind of haven't talked too much right now about his opponent I'm actually going to get to that but but you kind of you kind of segued me for one more thing about Mikey (laughs) Talk about having having worked worked long enough ago, been in the business long enough, and made enough of a name for yourself to work with people who either already had been legend status or who would achieve it later. In his first or second year, oh nine or twenty ten, like you were talking about, Mikey was in a faction at championship wrestling from Hollywood with none other than Paul Bearer and LA Knight. Oh yeah. Wow. I almost forgot about that. AKA Percy Pringle and Sean Ricker. 
Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's there's actually videos and pictures and whatnot of uh, Mikey and those two and a couple other guys that I would have to actually see the pictures again to remember who they were. But to see Mikey with uh, a legendary manager, the manager of The Undertaker, and a guy who's probably the biggest and fastest rising star in uh, WWE right now, both you know in this faction with Mikey O'Shea, it's it's, it's pretty cool. That definitely, most but, definitely. That but, wow. But in regards to his opponent, like just like the addition of the of the Compumania Boulevard title was kind of last minute. Uh, I learned something even more last minute in, why I'm a, in a promo that uh, King Trivico, Mikey's opponent, dropped on us yesterday or the day before. Triv was the first Compton Mania Boulevard champion. Huh. So lo and behold, we've, got us an angle here <laughs> uh, he, he kind of stumbled into that one but that, that's awesome right one of those ones you you wish you could have come up with it kind of <laughs> i know right it, it's always funny when you stumble on that stuff and you're like god yep. dang i wish i could have thought about yeah, that right before. I, I, what do you mean of, of course i came up with that what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> it was planned it was planned all along planned all along it was the by design <laughs> yeah so so that's yeah that's going to be good and then that one could be another another sleeper based on the the background and then kind of the story being told there so so yeah, oh, high, yeah. One well, well i mean that one's awesome all those big meaty men slapping meat kind it of is. shades there um, yeah. a little bit about our, our venue our venue is american legion post uh, 132 in Orange, California, and it was an old armory. So we've got the main floor, and then down below, below street level, was the firing range, and that's now known the, as the club room where all the club, all the uh, Legion members get, and they drink and they have their <laughs> Friday night dinners and all sorts of other things. But on the days that we run, it becomes known as the bomb shelter because we've had members say it sounds like you guys are dropping bombs up there. So <laughs> that one's there. Yeah, it sounds like the end of the world down there when wrestling is happening above your head. <laughs> I, I can only imagine the, the stuff that they would hear sitting down there when the, the show is going on. That's wow. That, yeah, that's got to be intense. <laughs> Yeah, and it's pretty, you know, the fact that it was a shooting range, it's pretty well insulated. Yeah, so, I would yeah. say so, yeah. You know, the fact that, that they're hearing all this noise, and we've had more than a few Legion members who are like, what is that? So they come up, they buy a ticket, and then yep. the next show, they're first in line to buy a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> that That's awesome how you can get them in there like that. You know, they might not necessarily think of it at first, but then they go up, they check it out for a little bit and then boom now you got yourself a regular <clears throat> yep uh, we get a lot of that we are definitely homegrown grassroots uh and and I, I, although i'd like to pull in a little more of the established indie wrestling crowd but the truth is i wouldn't have it any other way 
Hey, that that's awesome. I, I love seeing, you know, stuff grow like that. That's well, we're, we're right next to what's called the Orange Circle, which is pretty much downtown Orange, California. Plenty of shops, plenty of restaurants, plenty of, of, of just life in general is around the Orange Circle. And we're always out there at least two or three times before a show where we're, we're handing out flyers, people were talking to them and we're, we're touching base with the local businesses. Um, and it, it's really nice now that we're going to show six where we walk into a business and they're like, oh, you're the wrestling guys. And we're like, yeah, that's us, you know? <laughs> yep. so, uh, it, it, it's, it's homegrown and that, that's what wrestling was back in the 50s and 60s, you know? It was it was all about the the big community effort and and they took care of the community. They did food drives, they did toy drives. It, they took care of the kids, and that's yeah, what the, we, we the really territories for. were founded on. That. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's that's awesome. I, I love, like I said, I love seeing that sort of stuff coming up and you know, get, getting to grow and you know with the community. And, you know, go from, you know, not, you know, getting, you're getting started, having a little word jumble in my head there, but getting started and, you know, going to the point where, like you guys were saying, when, you know, now going into businesses, you know, putting up flyers and posters and then getting those reactions like, oh, you're the. That is awesome. That is the stuff I love to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we I don't know if you got anything else on that match, but we brought up a guy, Legend Daryl. Hopefully, yep. I'm getting that right. Yeah, he's he's got a match on this show, too. Yeah, Legend Daryl versus JBD, Jack Bruce Davidson. Um, and this is pretty much a battle of the young hometown kids. Uh, Legendary was from Long Beach, uh, but Jack Bruce Davidson is from Orange, California. Uh, and it happens to be Jack's birthday on November 11th. Ooh. So it will be a birthday um, show for him. Uh, hopefully all of his family and friends can come out there and make it. Uh, and, you know, <coughs> Uh, Legendaro has already said he's looking to spoil his birthday. Um, mm. Yeah, so. it's uh, it, it'll be JBD's third appearance and third match with us. But again, uh, it is his birthday. Uh, actually, technically, the next day is his birthday, but we're kind of we're kind of kayfabing that it, it's 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 his birthday. Um, yeah, close enough. You're taking someone's birthday for the means of a story. What's that's madness? <laughs> <laughs> that's never guy. happened before all right um and uh yeah so birthday boy hometown hometown kid you know homegrown hero uh in fact uh uh dave jack uh is a young hungry you know up-and-comer anyway on the local scene he's a hustler he he helps us uh get the show out and because he's a local boy he goes out into the the circle there and you know presses the flesh and kisses the babies and all that and whatever those are his people uh and again it'll be his third time uh performing and competing in front of them and uh it, it's a really good vibe 
Legendaryl, on the other hand, has uh, got kind of a, a nasty rep with us. You, know, you can see his his microphone flows freely whenever you put it in front of him, and usually not in a nice way. As, um, as you saw from the clip of the press conference I sent you. Yeah. Um, and and Daryl is actually coming off of a loss in the aforementioned first, stay with me here, first, first round light heavyweight tournament match uh, where, uh, where he went down to Rickster. Uh, so he's probably a little bitter about that, but I think he's just a lot bitter period uh and hopefully uh, our our hometown boy and hometown hero can prevail in front of his friends family and his community i, th I think daryl's just better that his favorite tv show has been off the air for about 10 years <laughs> damn you went no. remind me what <laughs> remind me what that show is because uh, I, I, we're rangers oh uh, no actually uh you know how i met your, how I met your mother uh, oh. oh okay oh legend wait for it Darryl. <laughs> I, yes i i got i got you yes mm -hmm. um although the the other one i actually have behind me here Rather proud of this one because I met the guy a couple months before he passed. Boom. Yeah. Jason I, I had the, uh, the pleasure of meeting his daughter at a show um, last year. Um, nice. And that, well, was, that was really cool. I took a drink of my soda and missed it. Who are we talking about? Uh, the Green Ranger. Jason oh, David Green. Okay. Yeah. I, I had the chance to meet his daughter, uh, Leo Rush, Rush brought their friends and brought her out to a show. What was, okay, because I remember, well, before we get too much of the tangent here, I'm, I know of a, a show, I believe it happened out there, where he brought her there for GCW. Yes, that's a show. That was the show you're talking about. Okay. Yes. I was I was watching that show. That that was cool. Yeah. So uh, you uh, you probably saw me at that show. I, I have a habit of hanging out right where the talent comes comes through the doorway uh, with the hammer. Um, Purely and, coincidentally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so let let me grab the hammer <clears throat> so everyone knows I'm not talking about some body part real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's all good. But yeah. I, yeah, like like I said, when it comes to the show, we talk all about a little bit of everything, right? We, especially with the promotions, we get you know we talk about the card. We hell, I remember first time I had the promoter Warrior Wrestling on. We talked a little bit about so. I know Minoru Suzuki came up, ah, uh, and we were talking about him and just the sheer fact of thinking like, oh God, like he is an individual that I'm like, I want to know that I'm on his good side before I even meet him because he just, he, he looks like one of those guys that, oh God, he, I, I don't want that look you yeah. know, that, that you see him have 
where he just looks like he wants to rip your head off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely... Although I've met a few people, uh, one in particular, Dan Severn, I met him once, yes. where yeah. it was like, I was in line and thinking, oh my god, this guy, he looked intimidating as hell. But Josh then Barnett's I, another one. But then I get to actually talking to him, I'm like, this is the coolest dude ever. Yeah. We, we actually have somebody close at hand that's like the living embodiment of that since we're 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 behind the curtain here and all that um our resident mean girl probably probably the the unchallenged top heel at RPW Savannah Stone is actually the sweetest you know yeah. kindness whatever courteous just cool person you could ever know and <laughs> then she walks through that curtain and all of a sudden yeah. you're scared <laughs> oh yeah i've i've met a few people like that it, i i've had this conversation before on the show that it's like sometimes it seems like the people that play in front of that camera the most sadistic vile heels behind the camera some of the nicest people like uh hell swerve yeah in our camera especially right now holy crap he is playing one sadistic son of a bitch yep but the time i met him i was walking back to my car a little disappointed because i had some figures to get autographed one for each of a couple people None of them were there for the meet and greet before the show. So I'm like, well, crap. Walking in my car, I see somebody filming a promo in the parking lot. Lo and behold, it's Swerve. So I wait. We have a little conversation while he's signing the figure. I'm like, okay. (laughs) But you mentioned you you had the the hammer. Yeah. I, I need to see this. I might have to go back and watch that show that I was talking about. Oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> I remember seeing that thing on the damn show. Yeah. I, I remember it. So it's five foot tall, weighs 45 pounds. <laughs> oh, my God. Tom. It's 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 a legitimate welterweight. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I do remember seeing that thing on that show. I Oh, my God. Wow. Well, okay. to get back to someone you mentioned at the top of the show, John Wayne Murdoch has actually used the hammer in a death match versus Schlack. Ooh. Yes. Okay. So, and, and the, and, the first and, person to ever use the hammer in a match is, uh, again, a hardcore a death match legend, and that was Supreme. Supreme was the very first person yeah. to ever use the hammer in a match. Nice. And, and, and you, you really have to know how to work giving and receiving to use that thing because it's 45 pounds it's basically a 45 pound block of steel on on a handle and i mean yeah okay you go a little hard way get a little color but if you're not careful that thing will cave your skull in (laughs) yeah Yeah, you definitely have to be careful with the thing 
as massive as that for when sure. When Supreme used the, used the hammer, it was against a gentleman by the name of Andre Verdun, who at the time was wrestling as Evil Lone Star. Uh, he was he was uh, he had Lone Star on his face from Texas and everything, but he was evil indie wrestling. God love it. Um, and he and Supreme cracked Lone Star across the head with this thing, and it was you know he he had the hand up there, he protected best he could, but still it it just hit hit Verdun just right and opened a massive hardwood cut across his oh, eyebrows. Jesus. And when I was after the show and I'm getting pictures of everybody, uh, Andre looked at me and goes, oh, so you're the son of a bitch who almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That is epic. Wow. I, I've never, well, can't say never had anything somewhat similar with somebody using me during the match <laughs> i had a friend who's a guy up here he had a match and i was front row and before i know it he's throwing the guy onto my lap and says hold his arms back and i'm like okay yeah yeah <laughs> well it's stuff like that, that that makes it more enjoyable for the fans you know oh yeah um, it, it, if you've been going to a promotion for a long time, you know, where you get to know the people, one of my favorite things to do is after a show is I'll buy a beer for the talent, you know, um, there's, there's one card that actually stands out in my mind. It was for, um, oh, wow. I just lost the name of the, of the promotion, but it was at Baldwin park, which is a, a, a VFW in Baldwin park. And there are what, what, wait, VFW or American Legion? No, I'm sorry, the American Legion there in Baldwin Park. Was it Rival or Bar? It, it was, it wasn't either of those actually. Oh, okay. It was v, uh, VXS. There we go. Okay. Uh, VXS. Um, welcome. And so <laughs> the uh, drink prices at American Legion, as you probably know, are, are rather cheap. Yeah. Um, and so I started buying for the talent. And the, the bartenders there actually know me. And so I told them, I said, when I hit $150, let me know. And so I hit that limit, buying alcohol for all the talent on the entire card. <laughs> and they said, okay, you hit your limit. I said, okay, when I hit 300, let me know. <laughs> and so that night I was spending somewhere around $350 on alcohol for all the talent oh. on the card. Um, some of the matches might have suffered from it, but some may have been made better. I'm not going to say. <laughs> you, you, should, you should develop an after-the-match rule. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, some people need, need you know, a little... A little uh, the courage. <laughs> well, not the courage, but, you know, deadening of the senses. The know, raw going, one, yeah. Going into certain matches. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, speaking of Mikey O'Shea, he just posted this great picture from faith on his Facebook page about uh, AWS, and yeah. they would have their their uh, five on five men's versus women's match, and Mikey was participating in that match in 2017. But since it's a five on five matchup, it takes a while to introduce ten people and get them in the ring. The fans at ringside, we kept giving Mikey's Mikey beers, and so he had he said five. <laughs> full cans of beer yeah. before the match even started. Oh, God. I, I remember that night well. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. man. And I've got the I've got the DVD. <laughs> awesome. I I got a few DVDs from the shows that I went to down there. But getting back to the show because I've been I've been curious. Your guys' show, November eleventh, um, it's stacked. But the thing I'm wondering. For people that might not be able to be there live, are you guys having a way for them to be able to watch, like streaming? Or are you gonna not, like not live? But we do, we do, uh, you know, tape and and you know, edit and produce all of our shows. We're actually this is probably as a promoter, this is probably my biggest lacking or my biggest weakness. We're still distribution, the process of distribution, paywall versus not, uh, that all that kind of stuff is kind of holding me up. I, I and, and it's not even that I haven't done it yet. Um, I, I just, I keep not doing it. I keep, you know, I tell myself that this or that is more important. You know, usually it's, my head is all wrapped around the next show and yeah. and i tend to worry only about the live show but the truth is although we had a a, a technological faux pas so our first two shows well our first show i think we have uh but show format, two uh but show two is a loss which is horrible because i think it still stands today in just about every way as our very best show but uh but since then our april july which was our tournament and our last show our last show in september are all on you know all recorded on you know on tape as the archaic uh saying would go um i just we just, I should say, haven't really decided what we're going to do. You know, we, you know, you shoot, shoot, you can shoot a clip out here and there, or you can shoot it to some talent in a DM as a thank you. You know, here's some of your, here's some of your work with us. But as far as actual dissemination and distribution, I can't get the fuck out of my own way when it comes to that. It's, no, I, I can, I can understand that in a way because you know when you're worrying about the promotion of the show itself and you know keeping your eyes on you know onto the next show sometimes some of those things can be you know <coughs> through the cracks i guess right. when you're yeah that's that's a great that's a great way to put it <laughs> those cracks are pretty big in my life it will happen. Um, everything with our promotion from the day uh, Tom came to me and said, hey, uh, I'm going to run a promotion driving my head of security. Um, I was like, okay, no problem. You know, it, it's happened at the right time in the right way. Um, I, I do special event security for a living, which is, you know, I do everything from high school proms to award shows in Hollywood that involve a certain red carpet that I'm not allowed to say live. Um, so, um, that's, that's how, you know, me and Tom met is we're both wrestling fans. And then it turned out that 
we both work for the same company, just on different sides of it, different divisions. So it very much became a case of, you know, hey, I'm going to run a wrestling show. You're going to be my head of security. I'm like, okay, no problem. And, you know, and then it became the dates getting closer and getting closer. I'm like, I'm on board. I'll be your head of security. And the first show hits. And it, I very rapidly was aware of, well, we need to do this, this, and this. And it, I went to event mode and, and running a successful event. And I said, okay, show two, I'm going to transition and I'm going to bring someone in to help be our enforcer. And that's where, you know, my, my buddy Bear came in, came into that. Um, and, you know, this, the story of, of me walking into the venue with Bear behind me, because Billy had never met Bear. Um, I'm 6'3", 375, and Bear makes me look tiny. Oh, <laughs> so, let me, let me, let me, let me pick up that ball. Uh because although Bear didn't like work for us, work for us till the second show, as Ben said, Bear actually came with Ben to the very first show. I met Bear at, at our first show a year ago, September, and Ben already told you, you know, his own dimensions. They walked in. I don't know why, but for some reason, they walked in single file, and. <laughs> I could see the top of Bear's head and both sides of Bear around Ben as he walked fully <laughs> behind him. And I, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> you know, we, we have we have an unofficial nickname for him of the mountain that walks like a man. Yep. And it's very appropriate. <laughs> I would I would say so from I I haven't met the guy personally. But from everything you guys have said describing him, th that does seem rather fitting. Well, yeah. and he's he's also a a, a kind of larger than life personality. He would actually be here with bells on right now, but his uh, his shoot job uh, has him hung up right now, and it's actually there's a tie-in. He actually works at our big aforementioned sponsor, Bulk Beef Jerky. So he is actually working at their uh, store, their waterfront store down at Shoreline Village in Long Beach right now. Or he would be here making his presence known. <laughs> yeah. I, br bringing up Long Beach, that before we end things, Long Beach, that actually brings up a little memory of mine. My ship that I was on in the Navy was actually commissioned in Seal Beach, not oh. too far away from there. Yes. That was Seal, Seal Beach, the Naval Weapons Station at Seal Beach was my dream billet. I was down in San Diego for my service, and uh, and that was close enough. I would go, you know, go home on the weekends when I didn't have duty. You know, it was cool enough, but I, I dreamed of, doing a, a stretch right there at seal beach it never happened but uh but yeah yeah I, actually though, if, if i may while we're oh, well, while I open, open the veteran door uh i want to get something out about this show absolutely uh, uh rpw is a veteran-owned company our main well right now our only venue but forever and ever amen our main venue is the american legion here in orange um 
and we're running on Veterans Day and the icing on the cake, including myself, there are five veterans directly involved in working on or responsible for this show. We have uh, two sailors, again, including myself, two soldiers, and a main event Marine. Uh, and I'm intending awesome. to kind of make a, make a stink, make some, some noise, some ballyhoo about that during the opening, the introduction to the show. Uh, it just, it means the world to me as a vet, as a member and an officer at that Legion. Um, and to be, to have that many vets directly involved. I mean, we basically have me, one of the ringside managers and three of the wrestlers are those five vets. So that's just uh, really, really cool to me. And I'm, I'm just thrilled just, just to be a part of that. Never mind that it's mine, but I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. You know? No, def- definitely something to take, take pride in. I, I love being able to, you know, support veteran-owned businesses, promotions. So to get this chance to, you know, hype up things with you guys and to know that fact that there's so many veterans involved in the show, that is awesome. I love to see it. But before we go, let's plug the social medias for Relentless Pro. So if people want to start getting their eyes on Relentless, if they don't already have them there, they can go ahead and do it. Uh, ben, why don't you go ahead and take that? Well, um, we have our, our, of course, our Facebook page with Relentless Pro Wrestling. Uh, we are Relentless Pro Wrestling on on Instagram as well. On Twitter, we are RP Wrestling underscore OC. Did I get the right, uh, Billy? Uh, I, I don't think, think so. I think it's actually underscore. Uh, no, there may not. It may just be RP Wrestling. But as long as you look for it that way, as long as you don't type out Relentless, RP, if you no. go on Twitter or X, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you look for RP Wrestling. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just got told. Actually, it is relent it's it is the full name it the the at is rp wrestling but i guess it's relentless underscore pro underscore wrestling yeah there you go so that's how you actually find it and that's our twitter or x and then the, the real quick ben the facebook um that is actually a business or fan page it's not a personal account that's a what what some people call a like page yeah and that is and that's just relentless pro wrestling all right we'll get all that in the descriptions mm-hmm. but and then my all means is uh, oh. uh my my personal instagram is uh as you see on the screen orange county underscore hammer uh you can follow me there um because i you know of course i share all the uh all the show descriptions and everything and, and promote the show as much as possible. 
And then Bear Matthew Palmer is on Instagram as well and on Facebook. Uh, something about your page, Ben, that I think they'll appreciate uh, with the wrestling history. If you go to Ben's Instagram, again, the Orange County Hammer, uh, maybe on Facebook too, but I know it's all over the Instagram. If you scroll down far enough, the talent and star photos with the hammer uh, from all over the place and all the way up to big stars and legends down to indie people you might not have even heard of, but everybody either has or someday will take a picture with the hammer and that's all on uh all on ben's instagram it's pretty cool awesome i'm gonna definitely be taking a look at that after we get done recording here i'm i'm actually curious to see that now but anyways november 11th relentless pro wrestling thank you guys for coming on today i love being able to help in any way i can I'm excited to see how this show turns out. Best of luck. I'm excited for you guys. Well, thank you thank for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I've been looking forward to this particular podcast and and excited about it for, well, as long as I knew we were going to do it. And uh, you said uh, uh, Monday, right? Monday. Monday, yep. I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be embarrassed at myself. <laughs> and, I and I can't wait to blast it out everywhere during the week, the go home week for the show. So again, that, that, thank you so much for having us. That that means a lot. I before we end things here, that the whole embarrassing yourself thing, that's kind of why I have yet funny fact i have yet to actually watch back any episode after i'm done i thought i I have not watched back one because i would be picking myself apart right i i kind of did that with our press conferences yeah we do the press conference before before every show um we do that month before a month out from every show and it's one of those ones where i force myself to go back and watch it you know, even though I'm like, oh, my God, why did I do that? Why did I hold, hold my hands that way? Or, you know, but sometimes <laughs> you got to bite the bullet to get better on that. So. Oh, yeah, I, I can totally relate. But anyways, that is about all we have for today. Once again, thank you so much for coming on, hyping up your show. Again, I can't wait to see how this one turns out. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mo. I look forward to this and, and hopefully we can come back many more times in the future. Oh, you guys Absolutely. are you guys are welcome back anytime. Absolutely. All right. Well, Thank pleasure you. to be here. Thank you for having us. And we're and out. I got All right. Yeah, Have so a good one, home. guys. <laughs> All right. Later. <laughs>